Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leeds Hospital Radio Sports Huddle, uh, brought to you by Leeds Hospital Radio Sport. Um, my name's Ian Marsden and tonight joined by Robert Palmer and Bill Dale. Um, hello gents. Good evening. Good evening. And um, this week we'll be chatting about um, last week's FA Cup games, uh, this week's league games for our local teams. Uh, we'll dip into the Ashes. It's not going to be 5-0. Um, so we'll talk about the full test um, and then we'll see where we are and we'll just chat rubbish, um, which is what we usually do anyway. We might give a mention to the African Cup of Nations and that very bizarre incident yesterday uh, in the Tunisia versus Mali game. We'll explain more later. So we'll start with Leeds. Um, they lost to West Ham last week, Bill, in the FA Cup. And uh, they've got a very quick chance of getting revenge because that's where they are this Sunday as well at West Ham. Um, first of all, thoughts on the, the game last week in the FA Cup. Um, bit unlucky, although just couldn't get anything going in the final third. Yeah, I, um, I, I sort of worried about this one, frankly. Um, but as a, a, as a Leeds fan focused on the, uh, the, the main priority, which, of course, is avoiding relegation, um, it was uh, tucking away three points against Burnley and then perhaps re- re- um, resigning ourselves to uh, a cup loss and maybe a, a further loss in the league. We'll come on to that later before uh, uh, another shot at uh, redemption against struggling Newcastle. Um, you looked at the team that Leeds put out, um, uh, as Bielsa has done in the past, he's, uh, he's thrown the kids in there and uh, mm. um, Sam Greenwood up front. Um, not through uh, anything other than utter necessity with all the injuries that they had. Um, but the one that caught my eye was uh, Leo uh, Helder, uh, centre-half, who uh, I thought made a very, very impressive uh, uh, debut. Um, uh, Leeds lost 2-0. Um, it should really have been 1-0. They, they gave away a daft goal at the end, chasing a, a, an impossible uh, well, chasing an equaliser, whether it was impossible or not, it's another matter. Um, but, uh, you know, Malier was going up for that uh, that free kick or the corner uh, towards the end. Um, and there's, there's there's plenty of partisan Leeds fans who will tell you that the first goal should have been chalked out uh, for offside by yeah. uh, VA. So, um, I wasn't disappointed to see Leeds go out. Um, I think probably the last thing that they want is a, a long cup run. Um, and uh, I think they came away with a sense of honour uh, from uh, from a, a competitive match, which, to be fair, West Ham did deserve to win. Yeah, they did. Um, Rob, um, speaking to you as a Blackburn fan, I won't mention Wigan, obviously. Um, but the fact that your um, your bitter local rivals uh, lost to Huddersfield Town must have cheered you up just a wee bit as well, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. After... Um... After Huddersfield held us to a draw a few weeks ago, um, yeah, it was good to see them beat them. And I've got, I praise Huddersfield a lot actually because their their whole defensive shape, I think, I think it's brilliant. The yeah. mainly down to the the back three they play, and then um, O'Brien in midfield. I think he he I think he's one of their best players. He re- he reads the game so well. He's he gets those second balls and yeah, yeah. I think Huddersfield are great side. They are. They're doing really well this year, and they're in they're in the playoff places. Which, um, if you'd have said at the start of the season, like to a Huddersfield fan, where do you think you'll end up? I don't think playoffs would have been in anybody's imagination, let alone realism. But they they sit sixth, 
Um, and they're home to Swansea um, on Saturday. And Swansea, if you look at the league table, they're down in 17th. Um, is, does that tell you that the championship really is just, you've just got to be more consistent than, than, than anything and just, you just got to win games? I mean, Swansea City should not be 17th in this league, no? It's, it's never... It's never usually the case with Swansea. They, they are usually no. one of those teams that are higher up. But um, yeah, the championship's just a, a messy one. Sometimes you'll be frustrated just with a point, but realistically, in that league, you, you've got you've just got to be. We've got we've got a point and not no points. You've just sort, yeah yeah just sort of if you go on an unbeaten run, then usually you do find yourself in the top half of the table and. Well, further up the top half yeah. of the table, really. Because Huddersfield, Huddersfield are five games unbeaten, um, Bill. They've drawn two, one, three of their last five games, and they sit sixth. Um, they're having a, as I say, having a tremendous season so far. They are. Um, I was just going to cut in there and, uh, and, and talk about the uh, the championship general as, yeah. as a vet. Veteran supporter with following Leeds United through it for uh, uh, I think there was a took before Leeds were promoted they were the longest standing uh, championship uh, team so I had upwards of a decade of, uh, of watching it um, and the classic comment was you know on the day anybody can beat anybody we well, can say that of any league but I think it is particularly true in the uh, in the championship um, I agree with you Huddersfield a tremendous run um, they do have um, I think three wins and two draws in the last. Uh, five games um they've got middles breathing down the neck uh one point behind chris wilder as uh, uh as manager they've won four and drawn one of their uh, last five so um you know it looks like they're battle to sort of stay in there but uh, uh i think this is the uh you know the hard yards of the season uh, 20 games to go uh and you just want to make sure that you just um don't fall away and just stay in the mix there um somewhere along the line there'll be a uh, a, a nice little run of, uh, um, uh, of fixtures that you can pull yourself back. You certainly need to stay in that uh, that top eight or nine, challenging for that uh, that top place. Um, uh, Lewis O'Brien um, linked with Leeds in the summer. Um, there are rumours again um, that really. Uh, well, I think Leeds see him as a um, you know good backup for uh, Calvin Phillips, who. Uh, um, we've seen precious little of us uh, as a Leeds fan this year and uh, mm. Leeds record without him is, is very poor um, I covered the Coventry game at uh, Huddersfield and behind me was sat the former Leeds United manager Neil Redfern um, and when we took the, uh, the headphones off I heard him uh, talking to his co-commentator saying O'Brien, far too good for the championship. He'll make it in the Premiership. So that was a um, an interesting observation from somebody who's got a far better uh, uh, knowledge and eye for these things than I have. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Rob, we'll we'll come to your team. You're a Blackburn fan. Um, we have a Preston fan actually in our ranks in Stuart, um, who's not here tonight. Um, but Blackburn, absolutely on fire. Your third. Um, you're unbeaten in five, won four, drawn one. So the FA Cup was a blip and, and shocks happened. So, um, but you must genuinely be really encouraged with how you are doing this year. Um, you're three points off the top. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, over the festive period, 
we went on a really good run. I luckily enough I was on I got to go on two of those games, so um got to see how well we were playing. And yeah, it's it's a lot different from what it has been. And um yeah, all I hope for is the rest of the season is that we the team shows that fight really and hopefully in January we keep our best players and we can uh, get some reinforcements. Um there's a I think there's a new New right back we're hoping to sign from um Herford Berlin in the okay. Bundesliga and he's yep. he was their first choice right back so Wow. He's uh Zafoik, I think his name is. Okay. He looks he looks like to be a good player, so um yeah, if yeah. we if we if we could get him that'd be a that'd be a great signing. Definitely. Um and yeah, it's 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 very tight up there. Bournemouth, Fulham, Blackburn and then West Brom, QPR, Huddersfield, even Middlesbrough are still in there. Um, it's it's ridiculously tight. Um, I do think that we actually missed talking about this Sunday's game, Bill. Um, we're actually covering it. Andy, Andy and Alan are going down to the uh, Olympic Stadium to cover um, West Ham versus Leeds for the second week on the trot. Do you think it will be any different from last week? Uh, do you think... The lineup will be different. Uh, well, I, th- I think it will all depend on uh, injuries, and um, there, there are rumours that uh, Bamford and Rodrigo uh, will be available. Um, I, I think it will be different. Um, you know, for a start, um, Rafinha started on the bench uh, this week, um, which I think was probably just to give a bit of opportunity to uh, other players out there. And I'm absolutely certain that he will uh, he'll be starting. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, who's in central defence, uh, whether um, Leo Helder was just given the opportunity to uh, um, to show what he, he can do. If, he, if that's what it was, he certainly did show what he can do. Um, yeah. I think he was substituted on 77 minutes, but uh, um, not like for like. It was a tactical uh, substitution. Um, and um, you do wonder, I mean, you, people talk about whether Liam Cooper's good enough. Um, his left-sided uh, uh, centre-half is, uh, is the young 18-year-old uh, Norwegian. Um, I'm not suggesting for a minute that uh, you know, he'll, he'll take over from Cooper straight away, but you can, you know, you can see C- Cooper drifting into his 30s as this uh, young, what looks like a prodigious talent, uh, approaches his 20s, and uh, it, it could be over a, a season and a half a, a seamless uh, replacement. Yeah, signing from Celtic, Leo Hilda, um, who yes. do seem to have um, a bit of a link with Norway because they had Christopher Ayer, um, also um, Norwegian, who came through their ranks as well. So, um, by all accounts, yeah, very good player. So, um, I think he was maybe on loan, he will play he? Sunday. I think he was on loan from uh, Celtic to, might have been Ross County, I can't just quite remember, but they... Uh, yeah. Manager of the club he was on loan at um, described him as uh, you know potential to be the next Virgil Van Dijk, um, yeah. which is is high praise indeed. High praise. Um, yeah, I, I think the challenge that Leeds have got in um, in the game against West Ham, and, and indeed for the rest of the season, is the lack of creativity uh, in uh, in midfield. I and mean, since uh, Hernandez uh, went back to Spain, they never really replaced him. Um, um, Calvin Phillips is Calvin Phillips, a very fine defensive midfielder, but they just don't have that creativity in the middle. Uh, I know they tried Rodrigo uh, there, and uh, the, 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 the limited creativity that there is, um, 
uh, comes in uh, um, reasonable volumes from Rafinha, but usually from out on the wing. Uh, and I think if you could yeah. just somebody um, just to ping it around a little bit further up the field, I'm not uh, I'm for sure. No criticism of him, but he's not that player either. Um, no. I, th- I think that's uh, that, that, that's one area where they they are definitely sadly lacking. Yeah. Um... I'm going to put you both on the spot here because I'm looking at the Premier League table. Um, Leeds are 16th with 19 points, level with Everton, by the way, on 19 points. Watford are 17th on 13. And then the bottom three are Burnley, Newcastle and Norwich. So I'm going to ask you, is that the three that are going down or is someone going down and someone of them staying up? Um. My, my 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 response to that is I I think Leeds will probably be all right um, in, yep. in the first instance um, I think they're just sort of staying far enough away from trouble not to panic um, I, I think it's crucial that they beat um, Newcastle in the next game but one uh, yes. and the point this week will be very handy um, Watford their next three games are against Norwich Newcastle and Burnley um, Watford have lost. <laughs> Watford have lost their last five games, so yes. I, I think Watford's survival chances are uh, uh, distilled down into the results from the next three games. If they lose those three games, then I think they'll just have the momentum sucked away from them and yeah. the opportunity to pull away. Um, so in, Rob, what, in short, uh, three from three from four, I would three say. Three from four, yeah. Um, Rob, what do you think? So I think Norwich will stay bottom, and then. Burnley 19th and Watford 17th. So I'd say that purely because Newcastle have got to stay up for me. The as long as they keep as long as they keep Maximum fit, yep. and um, Wood has some sort of effect. New, new signing Chris Wood, I think, because he he can score in the Premier League. To be honest, I, just, I don't think he's got that. I don't think he's been given enough chances this season, as in. I don't think there's been anyone there providing them with the chances. Um, And then Watford, I think Ranieri's not really had the impact that they hoped for. No. Um, So, yeah, also Newcastle's new signing, Trippier. And I don't don't think Trippier and um, Chris Wood will be the only signings that Newcastle make. So, um, yeah, and I I think they've got a great manager, Eddie Howe. In um in Eddie Howe Newcastle so yeah um and then obviously I think Leeds Leeds will stay up as well because I think when Bamford comes back I think that's where the goals will come from yes. and the creativity I I think with Bamford being out it it shows how important he is yeah he might make a few mistakes when he's playing and he wastes a few chances but I think it, this this just shows the time he's not playing now, how important he is to Leeds. Definitely. I mean, he came back, played, came on a sub, scored a goal, and then did his hamstring, which kind of <laughs> sums up Leeds' luck at the moment this year yeah. um, with injuries and that. So, um, oh, yeah, I'm delighted to say that Richard Bell has joined us um, for the uh, for the last half of this this week's podcast. Um, how are you doing, Richard? One or two problems oh. logging in. Uh, yeah, a few problems logging in, which uh, Andy and I have managed to resolve. Um, but uh, good. Um, 
I'm going to have to go away and check my teams because, but anyway, we're recording, which is. (laughs) We are recording, Richard. Um, So we've pretty much finished the football. And just to let people know, Huddersfield Swansea on Saturday is a fiver for all to get in. Um, So if you want to see some football for a fiver, go and get down there and we'll be covering that. And also then uh, West Ham versus Leeds on Sunday, um, we'll be covering that. Um, on Sunday with Alan and Andy down at the Olympic Stadium. West Ham are fourth. That just looks so weird and wrong. But, um, um, no, don't write to me about that. Um, so we'll talk now on to cricket and the Ashes is not going to be 5-0, which is an achievement. Um, Joe Root today says he wants Chris Silverwood to remain as the head coach. Um, Richard, thoughts on that? Um, I, I'm not sure whether Chris Silverwood is right, but if that's the relationship that Joe Root wants and the side want him to stay as uh, captain, then, uh, and that's quite evident from comments made by Ben Stokes and others, I think uh, Silverwood's got the job for another period of time. I don't think uh, the MCC, the ECB, uh, England Cricket and Uncle Tom Cobbley and all have handled the pandemic in the best way. Um, and uh, I don't think they've supported the players in quite the way that I think they needed to. I think they should have actually said to people that, uh, one, we're not going to do things without preliminary games. Uh, and two, um, actually, we want to cut the length of these test series down because actually we don't want to be travelling as much as uh, we've got to. You know, uh, it, you know it's uh, it's just rankly unreasonable. Sorry, personal point of view. No, no, that's what this programme's all about. Personal point of view. Um, so, I mean, the Ashes has always been, uh, 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 well, as far as I'm alive, five tests, although I think it was six for a while in the series. Um, but England-Australia, five test series, is it the only one that is five tests? India is. India is as well. England-India is usually yeah. five. Well, it is um, traditionally. Um, yeah. I think uh, South Africa would be traditionally five. Um, uh, West Indies used to be five. Oh, um, yeah, but that's now down to like two, that one. I I think it possibly depends a little bit on the standing of the uh, opposition uh, over a a period of time. Um, But if I could just come in on a a point Richard touched on there. Um, And I think, frankly, um, England going to Australia to play the Ashes is an utter waste of time. Um, I think England going to tour Australia for the winter is what it requires. And if you read back on uh, various previous tours and books and so on, the England team would arrive and they'd play Western Australia and New South Wales and then they'd go into the first test and they'd play against Australian players. Um, This time round, the only warm-up games were against English players um, and it rained for six of the seven days anyway, so they, they, they went in completely 
uh, and utterly uh, undercooked. Um, so the first three games are almost like your warm-up games, and you're 3-0 down at the end of that. And, yeah. and okay, the weather did them a favour in this test, but you know you take your chances when they come along and they came out of it with a um, with a draw, hanging on for it. Um, they're going down to Hobart, which uh, I've never been to Tasmania, but I would imagine that the the further south you get is the equivalent of the further north you get in in in, in, in the northern hemisphere. Um, so the uh, the conditions down there might be a little bit more akin to uh, what you might expect in in in, in England. Um, and you know, if, if, if England were just to come out of this next game with some sort of result, I think it would just further underscore the point that I've made. Um, yeah. But if you if you want to go and do justice to the Ashes, it's more than just uh, turning up and playing five games. You need to have the preparation. Um, and I agree entirely with Richard that it's a, a, a farce that one England team can be in the air on its way to uh, the Caribbean, while there's another one still over in uh, in Australia. Yeah. Rob, are you a are you a cricket fan, sir? Um, I'd say I'd say I'm a cricket fan when there's a big game on. But, um, <laughs> no, so I think that's the best way. <laughs> yeah, I I went to the Ashes when um the last Ashes yeah series in, when it was in the UK. Um, we got thumped then as well. I think yeah. it's Smith was batting just the whole day and he was amazing. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I've watched. I've stayed up and watched the start of a few tests and a few days, and it's just been annihilation, really. Yeah. But I'd say I'd say the last test. It was it was good to see Crawley. Um, yeah. I think he got half century, didn't he? And yeah, it was it it was good to see our openers get a few more than two. Under, under, yeah, <laughs> just just the amount of low scores and the batting was. Yeah, it's horrendous. But, it um, is. That's been an epidemic of its own. That has. Um, it's yeah, it's just it's just insane. And honestly, I wish I was just a, a big game cricket fan. But no, 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 no. Proper invested this one. Um, right. So the fifth test in Hobart. Have we ever played at Hobart? I don't remember England playing there before. Oh, we played there before. We played at Hobart and Launceston in series in 47, 54, 55, and probably later than that. But I can remember growing up with, uh, with, with books on cricket that my aunt had, who's 17 years older than me, that referred to test, uh, not test matches, but they played Tasmania. in those days, um, and I'm sure we've been to Tasmania for other games. But one I'm, day, I do remember one day games being no, there, but not a test match. No, yeah. we've never done a test match there. It's a relatively new test ground in Australia. Okay. But, but uh, what used to be fondly called the MCC when they were the touring party. Yes. Um, uh, certainly played. Um, warm-up games in Tasmania. Cool. Well, there you go. You learn something every day. Um, <clears throat> Bill's now checking his... Uh, <laughs> Bill's I, I, checking I, I, quick I, info. I was going to say, I'm utterly convinced that England have never played a test match there, and I'm just looking to see when the first test was there, and uh, it was uh, uh, December 1989. Yeah. Ah. Australia, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Cool. 
So it starts at 4 a.m. So how far behind or in front are we time-wise? Um, that seems a weird time. 4 a.m. Our time. Is it's it a day, a day night? night? It's a day night. It's a day night one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might see some of that then. Oh. Um, anyway, that's the cricket. Um, it's depressing enough, so I'm going to let it go there. Um, Richard, um, now you're here. Um, what a last week it was in the NFL. Um, the Dolphins did everyone a favour uh, by beating the Patriots and then went and sacked their head coach. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you, you've taken away some of my strap lines because the oh. first one was, well, what a set of upsets. <laughs> Go on, carry on. The, in, in the AFC, the, the Indianapolis Colts only had to beat the bottom team, the worst team in football, the yeah. Jacksonville Jags, to qualify, and they got thumped. And then for the, for the three playoff places were up for grabs, all went to overtime. The Raiders kicked the winning field goal with time running out, not time expired. Um, the Steelers beat the Ravens in overtime, and the Ravens have benefited from uh, Ian's Dolphins uh, setting up where if they actually won, they'd make the playoffs. And the 49ers uh, beat the Rams, who were the uh, NFC West divisional champions in L.A. to uh, to clinch the last playoff place. So the playoff seeds are the in the NFC, uh, the Green Bay Packers, who've got this week off. Yep. And then the second seeded Buccaneers host the Eagles, and I'm tipping that as a Buccaneers win. Okay. Uh, the third seeded Cowboys uh, face the 49ers, and unfortunately I've got to favour the 49ers because both my sons are 49ers men. <laughs> um, and the Rams host the Cardinals, and quite honestly, watching Tyler Murray is so good. So I'm going to take the away side in that. So I've taken the away side in two of those three games. In the AFC, the Titans have got the week off. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs host the Pittsburgh Steelers. And however hard I try to agree with Mike Florio of NFL's um, uh, football talk, uh, it's got to be the Chiefs there. Uh, The Bills host the Patriots. Um, if the weather's right, and in other words, it's awful in, in, in Buffalo, I'm going to take New England to win that one. And the last one is the Bengals host the Raiders. And I've got a feeling that the Raiders are on a roll now. Coachless Raiders are on a roll. And so I've got four away teams and two home teams to get through, which is unusual in that round. Um, at which point we've got three teams from each conference through and they will join uh, the Packers from the NFC and the Titans, Titans. the Tennessee Titans from the AFC. And we will have a playoff weekend um, next weekend. And uh, that will be interesting. Now, Ian, do you want to compete with me on these just for a bit of humour? Yeah. Go on. Go on. So give me the fixtures. Buccaneers, Eagles. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, Buccaneers on that one. Yep. Cowboys, 49ers. Um, I'll go Cowboys. 
Rams, Cardinals. And I'm going to go with Cardinals as well. Right. Chiefs, Steelers. Chiefs. Bills, Patriots. Bills. <laughs> I can't pick Patriots. Bengals, Raiders. And I'm going to go with the Bengals on that one. I just think they've got something this year. So, um, so brilliant. Thanks, yeah. Richard. Thank you very much. Um, and just, just to finish off very quickly. Yeah. And Black Monday, which is the day all the coaches get fired. Yep. We, we managed to lose. We've already got two vacancies. We've lost uh, Joe Judge from the New York Giants, Matt Nagy from Chicago, Mike Zimmer from the Vikings, Vic Fangio from the Broncos, and Brian Flores from the Dolphins. And so yes. we've got seven vacancies out of 32 teams, which is almost 25% of the coaching spaces are up for grabs. It More is. news next week. <laughs> Thank you very much, Richard. Just before we go, um, did any of you see the African Cup of Nations game yesterday between Tunisia and Mali, where the referee blew the final whistle after 85 minutes and then um, realised his error, but then then blew the final whistle after 89 minutes and everyone went off? And, and Mali refused to come back on. Yes, they did. And... The referee has it since come out that the referee had sunstroke and genuinely didn't know what he was doing during the whole second half. Um, and he went to hospital straight after the game. Well, we've had a few referees like that at Leeds United recently. <laughs> you should see the National League referees. <laughs> that guy's got form. Yes, he has. He's yeah. been done for corruption. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So people were thinking, hello. <laughs> brilliant. And, um, oh, brilliant. That's bang on time, lads. So thank you so much um, for Richard for joining us when he could, Bill, and for Rob on his debut. Well done, sir. I think you've done great there. And thank you, um, thank you everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week, although we'll have a different presenter because I'm away. Um, so thanks again to you, uh, to the three of you and um, get well soon to everybody in hospital. Thank you and goodbye.